Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype, episode 29, recording on Friday, September 18th, 2020. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Love that point, Dwight guy. Uh, we're going to be Call talking about the um, huge news this week. Sony announcing their prices, uh, pretty much dominating in every possible way, and... <laughs> Everyone talking about how it's a debacle that they have the most demand for a console I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and pre-orders and whether or not we pre-ordered all that fun stuff relating to the PlayStation 5, as well as some stuff we've been playing. So let's stop fucking around. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. These guys, well, every it. every other time we do a show whether it's ubi forward we go announcement by announcement talking about every piece of shit that they mention but this time cut through the tape we're just going to the to the main news story first uh which is the prices being revealed and release date of the playstation 5 399 us for digital 499 us for the 4k disc version of the console and releasing november 12th which was right around what we were guessing um and pre-orders went live this week. The debacle, I would assume, is relating to them just kind of going live and not having people count down towards it or have an official time when they go live. I'd put a lot of that blame on retailers, potentially, but we'll get into it. Um, first off, before we talk about the debacle, anything like that, who has pre-ordered their console? And which version did you pre-order? <laughs> so... I, for me, I was just sitting on the couch and an email popped up from Best Buy saying PS5 pre-orders are live. And I was like, what? I didn't hear about this. What's going on? So I just immediately clicked through, tried for the digital version. It was sold out. So I went for the standard. Now, one interesting thing that was going through my head, I got to wonder if this, you know, I'm thinking conspiracy theory here, but you know, even earlier in the year, they were talking about supply chain issues, that there's going to be less supply. It's going to be hard to get a PS5. And this week, before they even had the press conference, there was a story floating around saying there's going to be even less than expected. Which Sony now, said is not true, for the record. This is just okay. pure speculation by video game journalists. Well, wherever it came from, I got to wonder if, if it was planted by Sony, because, you know, for me, that was definitely... A factor not that i didn't want to pre-order but like i immediately was like oh i better not even look around and see if you know pre-orders are anywhere else i gotta get this right now because it's gonna be hard to find which is a weird honestly a weird thought to have because why not pre-order anyway it's not like you can't return things in today's society it's not like you're stuck with it like i mean when we get to the debacle portion the part i don't get with or I, the point I kind of like about the way it's being handled, and I'm sure a lot of it is the retailers just wanting to get their pre-orders out there for the other stuff like games. So everyone does it in one spot and they don't miss out on the the money from those things that are not going to be in that high demand. Um, anyway, I if they had a specific time where everything went on pre-orders, I just see every, like all these secondary market people just buying them to try to scalp them basically anyway. So, I mean, that's what I yeah. like about this. It was like, okay, if you're paying attention and you care, um, there was a chance to get one. I think there's going to be more. I don't, 
I think they're going to stagger them anyway, um, based on how many they've they've had so far. Retailers are probably just saying, "Look, we we're pretty sure we're going to get this amount, and we'll put it out there. We're, we're confident we're going to get that, or maybe they have those numbers." But I prefer that in some ways to people just buying a hundred of them and selling them on eBay, which would really piss me off. Yeah, and I was reading some stuff about like I mean I'm not that familiar with what goes on now but you know i guess there's a lot of bots and things particularly that have come out of the uh you know the the shoe the 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 sneaker kind of uh culture and like people wanting to get really hard to get shoes as soon as they're available for sale but i mean that's that's what i thought too i thought well maybe they're doing this on purpose to kind of get around people buying them and reselling them and and i get why people would be pissed because it feels like it's out of your control but I have to think maybe you had a better chance at getting it this way than you would if they would have given a date and everyone's waiting at that exact moment to log on to all the retail sites. Yeah, like what happens with Ticketmaster now where, you know, big concerts, it's just, well, someone buys them all up and they're already insanely priced. Well, Ticketmaster's gotten around that by basically having their own insane pricing for front row tickets with platinum seats, which is a whole nother debacle that I don't want to get into. They've just basically turned into the scalpers now, which is ridiculous. At least it's going to the artists in some way. I can get behind that more than actual scalpers. But anyway, um, if you can't tell, I'm fired up. For Before the show started, I was going ballistic uh, with some of this stuff. But anyway, I've also pre-ordered. I could only get the disc version as well. I'm going to try to get digital. And maybe I, I would sell my other one to someone who wants to get one that can't find one. I'm not looking to make money on it or anything like that. I hate that. It could that. be me. It could be. I hate that stuff. I hate people just buying it to sell it and make money. It drives me crazy. Uh, anyway, I pre-ordered a console. Let's get into it. Let's go pure PlayStation fanboy. Well, hang on. Just before we go into it, I, I just looked up the sales data for the PS4. Yeah. And so Dwyer had brought up how, like, maybe there's some supply issues. Well, for the PS4, after a year or a little over a year, it had only sold 22 million copies or million units. So after like a year and a half, so it, this is from April 2015, according to statistica.com, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the highly reputable. But so, I mean, like they're talking about 11 million or 15 million at launch. This says by August 2014, which is about six months after launch of, well, even more, it's, it's uh, like 10 months after launch they had sold only 10 of PS4. So, I mean, if they're talking about having 11 or 15 at launch, that's still a high number relative to previous generations. So I know it's like, oh, 4 million off or whatever they were reporting, but really still 11 million is quite a large console launch number anyways. So I don't think everyone needs to be freaking out unless Sony, unless it was a plant by Sony to try to drive those numbers like you were suggesting maybe well where is the outcry when the same thing happens every nintendo launch like it, yeah. where's well, the I debacle mean, headlines nintendo's debacle with everything there there is outcry but i think it is literally just that people felt like they had no chance to prepare for it and and i guess some people were pissed because sony i think said pre-orders are going up the next day and then that night 
retailers started doing I, it. And that's so. the retailer. To me, that's how I don't know how they control that. Uh, I don't yeah. know about you know the rules for retail stuff either. So it could be PlayStation's fault too. And I just want to say, I, I agree. It does suck when you want it and can't get it. And I feel like that happens with every console, except for the ones people don't want <laughs> Xbox. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it is a reflection of the demand after this announcement. Clearly they were listening to game junk and put their price at a, a level that is going to destroy Xbox I already said it was over seven months ago. It, it, I was correct, 100%. And, um, I mean, the demand is insane because there's such a clear, obvious choice to get this November. I'm not saying that'll be the case two years from now, but as far as the launch goes, it is over. Can we all agree I mean, on that? Can we all agree that it's over? There's no well, debate. I mean, I- I don't. I don't know if I'm going to say it's over already, Frank. But I mean, certainly there is more demand for Sony's now. It's interesting. Microsoft is trying to spin it a little bit and play on it. They put up like a tweet saying, like, you know, pre-orders are coming soon, and we will let you know when they're coming. Oh, thank you. So you know, they had to call that out to try and uh, stick one to Sony. But I, I don't necessarily think that's going to really help them at this point. Yeah. Don't guess what? No one's trying to. Uh go to the secondary market to sell Xbox Series S's this Christmas. Trust me. So we should talk about the prices, though, because, you know, obviously Sony came in $100 less than the Series X for their top-end one and just $100 more for their lower-end one, which is actually... For the digital version, let's be clear, right? Yeah, digital version, but it's not less powerful, unlike the Series S. Right. Which to so, me is huge, and everyone wants the digital console that I've talked to. So, well, maybe uh, yeah. a few people want me? the disc. Yeah, no, okay, <laughs> that's good. So, yeah, we got to talk trade, Huck. We got to, <laughs> you got to get on a digital one, but I'll even take a hit, not a huge hit, but I'll take a hit to, to change to uh, to digital. <laughs> Who knows? I'm open to anything. Now, did you guys know ahead of time? Like, I don't remember. Did Sony officially announce that there was a digital version ahead of time? Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah, they I... had announced it in the first reveal. Yeah. They had okay. the two side by side. Okay. Because, I mean, that, I guess I wasn't thinking about that. And, you know, when Microsoft revealed the Series S and they had that cheap price point, it was kind of like, oh, well, this makes things a little more interesting. But, you know, now that, I don't know, Sony's prices, and not that they're like a huge surprise or anything, but. You know, some people had said that they might have had their their uh, disc version higher than the Series X. So I don't know if they, at the last minute, had to cut that one back. But I mean, it just doesn't. At this point, I, I feel like any sort of interesting twist or possible advantage Microsoft might have had, it kind of feels like it's gone already. And I don't know if that's just me. You mean I know Frank Microsoft's secret biased, weapon? So I can't, I'm not biased. If you remember uh, six years ago or whatever, to me, it was clear the Xbox was a better consumer experience than the PlayStation 4. Okay? And I just go by whatever is released, whatever I think is better. I switch back and forth. We talk about my phases all the time. I'm not biased. I am clearly just um, expressing how good I think the best products are. That's it. And I switch all the time. If yeah. something is good enough to make me switch. 
I own them all. It's not like I don't buy it. It's not like I don't play <laughs> the games on them. I'm telling you, I own them all. I try them all. One is clearly the best, and it's not even close. I, I must say, though, I don't think it's as clear-cut as you, you Frank, not so much Sean, are making it out to be, mainly because, like, obviously, Sony has the advantage in first parties. But and, okay, and that is staggering, a staggering advantage. Sure, but I mean, you look at the games that are coming out. So this is the one other thing they announced outside of the whatever main conference that some of the exclusive quote-unquote PS5 exclusive games are actually also coming to PS4, like Horizon, like the new Sackboy game, and what was the last one? I thought uh, Demon Souls, you said. Uh, no, it was the Spider-Man game. Oh yeah. Well, I was expect I was already expecting Spider-Man to be a lower end version anyway. Yeah. So I mean, you have so other than Ratchet and Clank, which is probably the other big big launch title. I guess Demon Souls, but I mean, people have played Demon Souls already, Ooh. really. Like they obviously haven't we'll played this that. version, but in theory, that's not going to be driving. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. It's a pretty big series, but you don't really have that many amazing games you don't have god of war yet you don't have an uncharted naughty dog type game at launch right you only have ratchet and clank and like i don't know how big is ratchet and clank now i don't think it's that big like they might sell five million copies because it's a launch title but i don't think they're going to sell like 15 i don't think it's going to be like everyone who gets a console is going to get ratchet and clank okay mario can i counterpoint that sure what does xbox have no, nothing. That's what I'm saying, though. But I mean, if you if you don't want to, if you are buying a console to basically play just Ratchet and Clank, then buy a PS5. But if you want to play other games, you might look at the Xbox because they have, for whatever it is, sixteen bucks a month Canadian or whatever, you get Xbox Ultimate, and you get basically unlimited games, more games than you could ever want. And you could play that for two years and then go buy a okay. PS5. That's a, totally, that's a totally different argument than like what a consumer should do that wants a console versus if you're buying a next-gen console, which one should you buy? Well, what do you, what do you mean? What's the difference? How, why? I mean, so if, you're talking if you're about buying, a hardcore gamer. That's like versus- arguing, why not buy a PS4 and wait for the PS5? You're just saying wait like... Because you could make the same argument about the PlayStation Plus collection, which has better games than Game Pass. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. But but I think if you you want third-party games, you know, you're not, like, attached to any of the big Sony first-party games, and you just want to get into the next gen to play Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, then maybe the Series S is a pretty... Uh, a good way to do that. My head's going to explode. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't get it. I don't care. Go ahead. Buy the Series S. All, all power to you. <laughs> Defend these insane uh, you know, strategies by Microsoft. By any means. Go nuts. We'll see where we are in a year I from just, now. I just don't and think you know what? Insane. You stand okay. by your decision that, you know what? It's a toss-up. <laughs> it's a fucking toss-up. You know, you don't know. They're both looking pretty good. Uh, it's not even close. And it's crazy <laughs> to me that the, 
the media, game media, is like saying, hmm, who knows? A lot of debate here between these two consoles. There is no debate. I'm not saying a year from now, Microsoft can't rebound or do something better. But with what the information we currently have, it is not even close. And the demand and debacle for this holiday season clearly is a key indicator as to who has won or who is in the lead. Let's rephrase that. Who is currently in the lead? And it's not even I, close. I don't doubt that Sony is going to be in the lead after the launch, but I'm just saying there you're treating it like no one should buy an Xbox. Yes. Ever, currently trash. I, I, this holiday season, <laughs> no one should buy an Xbox unless you are literally an X, like you are so committed to the Xbox brand. If you, are open to both. It's not even close. You're blind, buddy. You're blind. No, I'm not blind. Another uh, option. You're blind to another option. I'm not blind. I'm going to buy it. I'm clearly not blind. <laughs> so, the delay and this is the first time in my life I've been deal, like, though. you know what? I might actually wait and use my shopper's points. I don't need that console the day it comes out. No, I'm going to buy it. Let's not lie. But uh, I literally don't care that much if I get one or not. That, that's, all, that's all that you need to know. I've always cared whether I have a console when it comes out. I don't even care if I get one or not. Right. And like I said, Halo Infinite being delayed was a huge thing for Microsoft because that, a huge blow to Microsoft because that could have been the, you know, the big first party game that everyone wants. People need to have that console for Christmas and they don't have that now. But let's. I just, Uh, I, I, I'm, it sounds like I'm like really mad. I'm not mad. I just, I'm incredulous (laughs) to the responses of everyone acting like, oh, you know, no big deal. We'll see what happens. If, if we're here giving opinions about like these big announcements and I I just, it's so weird to me that it's, you're you're saying it like from the point of view of like yourself and, you know, hardcore gamers more than anything but you got to understand there's a whole other market out there people who aren't really paying that much attention who will just look at the price tag and be like okay sure like that's definitely a factor you know whether that's a factor right at launch i don't know well we really don't talk about games from the casual perspective i don't think that's what this is about yeah, but like, I mean, why even talk- who if someone was casual about games why would they be listening to this like i'm not saying you have to like i'm like we're talking about who's gonna win the console war well, who has and won that's a factor but, yeah. that you seem to be <laughs> blind to a little bit uh, well I, economically stock prices i don't i don't care that's not what i'm here to talk about i'm not a financial analyst i'm not michael pactor i'm someone what looking talking most units sold no i'm talking about as a gamer, if you saw these two things, which one would you want? And I would say it's probably 80-20 right now if you polled people in the world for people who probably. play games. That sounds like a bit of a, a landslide to me. Just just saying. Anyway, I'm I'm getting fired up. I got to stop. Oh, yeah. I got to settle down. <laughs> My blood pressure is rising. My face is beat red. <laughs> and it's it's not anger. It's incredulity. To quote uh, the Blue Raja and Mystery Men, <laughs> I just got to say that, like, in in my opinion, I don't think you should buy either. I don't think there's enough new stuff. I mean, obviously, there are some good third parties like Valhalla and uh, 
I don't know, whatever another game coming out is, uh, Watch Dogs. Uh, but, like, those games are going to be playable on the old one. And if you get the series, if you have Xbox One, you can upgrade whenever you upgrade. And I don't think, like like I said... Doesn't I that think- same statement hold true for the, the PlayStation, though? Yeah. Like, totally, it's a that's wash. That's a wash in I'm terms of the you war. you shouldn't buy either console. I, I get that. that that's I, I would understand that. I think you that. should wait. I think you should wait until Halo Infinite comes out and wait until probably the new God of War comes out. And like, for me, if I'm looking at the, sh- the, the beautiful library shelves of the PS5, you know, back, <laughs> and I'm looking at what I want to pick up, there's nothing there at launch. Nothing. Except for Spider-Man, which I could just buy on my PS4. And, you know, the new Horizon is 2021, but who knows when. It's not going to be early 2021. Let's get real. Like, it's going to be later. Okay. It's going to be next holiday. Now, let's not compare it to existing consoles, because we never do that with console launches. The PS4 came out. Let's look back at the Xbox One launch and the PlayStation 4 launch. There was also nothing for those consoles. So clearly, you're making a decision as to whether or not you want a new console, and you want to be part of the first phase. There's always early adopter. That's basically what these launches are about. Who is going to be early adopters to stuff? Uh, at least for the last few console iterations, there's been very little at launch. Going back to the GameCube, the GameCube suffered from the same issue. There was very little intriguing stuff until six or seven months out. So to me, that's state uh, state of the land for or state of the union for console launches in the past 10 years. So I'm just saying, if you are planning on getting a new console, which is to me what we're talking about, you got it. It's not even close. Anyway, I'm done. That's it. Rant over. Let me tell you what I pre-ordered. Uh, pre-ordered the console, got a second controller, controller charging stand, uh, headset, media remote, and camera. So I got it all, baby. <laughs> I'm fully in. And you know what? Uh, anyway, we'll Pretty save heavily this for invested in the Sony ecosystem at this point. <laughs> you can either, either have a mortgage on your house or the ps5 bundle <laughs> if anything that just says something about the power of playstation and i am, <laughs> I am ready well let's get into the the announcements a bit more the, the you know it's too heated let's chill a bit all right <laughs> you go turn on the air conditioner or open a window let's first? do a nintendo uh what are they called nintendo sandbox or something like that let's chill the direct mini oh <laughs> no like when they do the oh, post treehouse. e3 treehouse let's Let's do a little treehouse. Let's talk about Squirtle and Pokemon. Let's let's relax a little bit. Uh, this we don't want to get angry or heated. It's everything's amazing. Um, let's talk the actual other announcements at this thing. Now that the the heavy stuff is over with, I gotta say, first thing, Final Fantasy sixteen. I. Th- I think it looks pretty good, to be perfectly honest. I usually, I like that it's going to an old school PlayStation or Final Fantasy style, a little more fantasy oriented than modern, like some of the stuff, uh, or medieval maybe. I, I don't know the best way to, or classic fantasy style. Um, I'd say medieval. But I thought it was a pretty big deal that it's a console exclusive. Now, I don't know if it's a launch window or what it is, but... Uh, I thought that was a pretty big deal, and it actually looked pretty good. I I thought it. It. Well, why why did that surprise you though? Final Fantasy VII remake is a console exclusive too to Sony. Yeah, I know, but I mean, 
Xbox has been putting a lot of the old Final Fantasy stuff on Game Pass. It seems like they've actually been developing a relationship with Square Enix when it comes to Final Fantasy. The the, the seven stuff, I mean, let's be honest, that was announced like four or five years ago, right? So that's been that was established, whatever that deal was, a long time ago. And I felt like based on what I was seeing with Game Pass, those two companies had made pretty big strides also with some exclusivity stuff with uh, Tomb Raider between them and Square Enix that I thought maybe that, you know, exclusivity or association in general with Sony and Final Fantasy was maybe starting to fade away a bit. But I mean, this kind of brought it all back. And I think it is, it's a big franchise. People care about Final Fantasy. So to get that as an exclusive to me is a huge win for Sony. Well, who knows when this game is actually going to come out, too. I mean, Final Fantasies take a long time. But to me, it it looked good as well. But And it looked kind of like Final Fantasy fifteen with more of a traditional mm-hmm. magic system kind of thrown on top, which I think would be good. I mean, most of the games, especially with like Final Fantasy seven Remake, this action-style RPG, I think works pretty well, especially if they kind of take what ha- what Final Fantasy 15 had and merge it with the Final Fantasy 7 remake stuff. I think it could work really well. And you know, I like the setting. I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, but obviously ha- no no idea what the release date is, so. Absolutely. The action thing kind of surprised me and I I mean not, not that I've really played a ton of Final Fantasy games or have really kept up with this series, but like is that Aside from the the remake that just came out, is that what the last few games have been like, or are they still more like pure RPGs? No, it, it was very like Huck said, reflective of Final Fantasy XV's style in combat. I would say, but in a different vibe. Hmm. Yeah, fourteen was like an MMO RPG, so that one isn't really uh, a good comparison. And thirteen was going. Was it mostly action? I can't remember exactly. That was the one that it was very linear. Uh, 13 was very linear and kind of auto combat stuff with some decision making. So uh, less action focused, I would say, compared to 15 and 7 remake. So uh, I'd say this is pretty much par for the course lately. And I think. Yeah, I think 13, they were trying to choose like different battle styles. It was almost like a rock, paper, scissors type mechanic. So instead of just mashing like attack, you'd actually have to change up your style. Almost like. Like almost like in kind of like Ghost of Tsushima, where you have like different stances to attack different types of enemies. I think that's what. Well, it was a simplification of the gambit system, I believe, in either from either twelve or possibly ten, where it was like yet, like you said, a style whether they're healing or attacking and stuff like that. Yeah, and that was twelve. It, it was really on autopilot. I know it was generally unpopular uh, with Final Fantasy fans, and they've gotten away from that with uh, fifteen and seven remake and. I'd say the combat's kind of similar to Kingdom Hearts in a lot of way, ways as well. Bit, so yeah. um, I think it's looking pretty good, but I mean, like it's still a ways away. I don't want to get too crazy about it. Yeah, just on the topic of it being a console exclusive too, this was one of two games that the trailer originally said uh, coming to PC as well, and then they removed that. And when people asked about it, they said, we have nothing to announce at this time. So it seems pretty good chance it's coming to pc Mm -hmm. but they just don't want people to know that right now which seems to be 
again, par for the course, right? Every Everything is both consoles ex- and excluding Nintendo uh, are bringing a lot of their stuff to PC right away. And it's just a market that they feel they're never going to penetrate. And you might as well make money there if you're never going to convince them to buy a console. Well, especially now with so many game companies using engines that support them all very easily. I mean, it doesn't take a ton of work. I mean, that's what I do is I do that sort of work. So it doesn't take that much work to get it to work, especially when you're going from a console that has a ton of restrictions to PC, which basically has none. Yeah, and you're probably developing it on PC anyway. Even I think it was Final Fantasy that had all this is captured on a PS5-like computer or emulation computer, something like that. Yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, so intriguing. I thought it was, just in terms of exclusivity, a pretty significant win for Sony. But exclusivity is so nebulous these days as well. Like, is it a... How long is it? Is it truly exclusive? These games that I thought were exclusive, like Cuphead and Ori and Horizon, are all starting to seep into other stuff. If they can make money, they're going to for the most part. So Nintendo's the only true uh, bastion of exclusivity left in the world. And uh, <laughs> I kind of respect them for that. Um, Spider Man Miles Morales. Now, this was announced later that it's coming for ps4 and as i stated really probably just using a lot of the same stuff from spider-man on ps4 and the fact that it was shipping this christmas always to me gave me the vibe it would be you know not the peak experience we can expect from this console not that launch titles ever are but the stuff they showed i thought looked pretty good i'll be honest it didn't like blow me away it felt like a bit more of the same from place uh, from spider-man 4 um, what I was impressed by was the um, setting and the look, uh, the look of the effects. So I like the looks like a winter setting. I thought Miles Morales's jacket with that huge fur or whatever fluffy hood looked amazing. I thought that was really cool. And the when they walked through the street festival, I thought like the lighting and all of that stuff looked really amazing. Um, and the effects in combat seems to be where they've probably leveraged next-gen technology. Like, those effects and lighting looked fantastic on the bridge in the fight sequence there. I'm definitely excited for it. I I, I don't think it's that huge of a step, step up, but it is kind of a minor sequel to a very good game. And I think it, uh, and it's cheaper as well which I think is a, a pretty good thing. I don't think it's going to be that long, which to me is a plus, but might be a problem for other people. They they do have a version of it as well that comes with like, a, I don't know if it's remastered or what, but it comes with the the previous game as well. Okay. So That's 70 bucks. Yeah. And I guess while you're mentioning that, we should say they've announced that, how much, what percent did you say, Sean, of stuff is backwards compatible with PlayStation 4? Supposedly 99% of 99? PS4 games okay. All right. are, are working with the PS5 now. And Huck, you had and, mentioned before. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no no PS1, PS2, or PS3 backwards compatibility. So that is confirmed now. Have they? Has Microsoft announced whether Xbox 360 stuff is compatible with the Series X? I believe everything is. 
They've said Xbox 360 Xbox. games will work on Series X. I I believe so because it's all so. available right now. I mean, they've been kind of pushing this quite a bit, but yeah, it's all about the one ecosystem thing. Yeah, like, I, it all works I, on Xbox One. I can't imagine it not working on. Oh, well, I, I assume the they thing. are. Anything that works on Xbox One current X, I assume is going to work on Series X, but I just couldn't remember if they officially announced that. Yeah, I think I think they've been touting the like four generations of games on their platform. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Enough. That sounds right. Yeah. Although they did say the Series S will not support the Xbox One X enhancements. Yeah, that makes for sense. For old games, but that's because it's the 4K. Yeah, the, the yeah. downscaling stuff that Huck talked about last episode. Yeah. Uh, next, I think was Harry. Well, po- hang on, hang on. Oh. Before we jump over Spider-Man, I just wanted to say that the it looks like as far as the gameplay goes that the Spider-Man abilities are almost more like magical. Like there is more of like harnessing effects now i don't know if it's just like technical technological things but there's a lot of like flair to all of his attacks that were going on and also i noticed that there was a lot of awesome camera work where it would go from like a cinematic and it would just do this really nice transition right into gameplay or at least it appeared to be i would assume it is uh but i remember in the last game there was a lot more hard cuts in between kind of like a cutscene, and then you get back to the action of him just standing around after. So if they could do it where like they had that cutscene of the bridge falling down and then basically he swings in and you start taking over right from there, like that'll be a really cool upgrade to the old Spider-Man game because I don't recall that really happening in the original version that we had, that we got. I mean, the thing I remember that was really good with regards to that in the original was when missions ended and you were kind of perched on stuff, it would always really elegantly transition to the gameplay camera when you were perched on buildings. I thought that was really good. But yeah, there was a lot of cool dynamic stuff going on with the camera in this. And it's, It's a big launch title. That's definitely, you know, something I will be picking up day one. I got to say, though, one thing that I was thinking watching this, like, probably not possible, but it would have been real cool if they could have done the style of uh, Into the Spider-Verse with this game. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, there, yeah, I mean, I would imagine maybe a suit in that style, it will be in, in the works, kind of like the yeah. cell-shaded one on the original Spider-Man, but, I mean, that's cool. Definitely not a needle mover, though, even though it was, it was my favorite suit in Spider-Man uh, originally. Okay, so Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy R- RPG, it looks like, coming to the PlayStation 5, and I'm assuming every console at some point. Um, uh, I thought it looked okay. I'm not a huge uh, Potterphile, but uh, <laughs> I... I guess it looks reasonably cool. The I thought that the teachers looked kind of neat. I wonder if it's going to go for a bit of a persona vibe with the relationships with students and teachers at the at Hogwarts. But they did seem to imply that a little bit. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. Like I said, I don't really care that much at this point. If it's once we see a little bit more of gameplay, I could be intrigued. But to me, this is overall in the console wars a non mover it's dead dead middle yeah i mean it's kind of cool just in the sense that i think almost every harry potter game that's been made to date has been targeted right at kids which i guess makes sense but i mean certainly harry potter fans are a bit older now i mean something that you know is aimed at a 
bit of an older audience and it has a bit of a darker edge makes sense and I think could be cool but I didn't get a good sense of what the game is yet mm-hmm. yeah I thought it looked good too I thought there were some really neat environments that they showed that you're obviously going to be exploring and then with like the Hogwarts castle and how it's pretty mysterious itself might be a really interesting you know place to explore I haven't read all the books I've watched all the movies though and and I thought it looked pretty cool cool uh i'm not going to spend that much time on a lot of the yep third party stuff um because we've talked about some before too call of duty black ops cold war uh some actual like campaign gameplay which looked okay but definitely got the same vibe i did with uh halo infinite where it looked really um on rails and like they knew exactly what they were doing i had some trouble imagining how i would have played that sequence if i didn't know exactly what to do fast yeah um so i mean it's a call of duty game it looks pretty good the technology looks good but i don't know again down the middle in terms of console wars especially because it's coming to xbox too right yeah well exactly it's it's switzerland baby (laughs) don't care uh Uh, Resident Evil Village, and it says gameplay trailer, but I don't know if I wasn't I watching so. close enough. I didn't think there was much gameplay here. Um, I don't think so. Okay, so I'm not alone in that. I was This game got announced before. I still think it looks really good. I'm still in love with the marketing idea of Village turning into the number eight. Probably my favorite <laughs> thing about the game uh, at this point, but I do think the setting looks really cool and unique for a Resident Evil game. I am legit excited for this game uh and it's something i might typically not be that hyped for but it is up there in terms of my most anticipated games right now yeah i'm looking forward to it but again down the middle i'm assuming it's coming to every console nothing else has been stated otherwise right Uh, yeah okay uh death loop new gameplay trailer for that which we had talked about before got delayed to 2021 first or second quarter i think uh q2 q2 um this was announced as a console exclusive to playstation which i th- did not see coming at all at, from a bethesda game so either they think it's going to be really good and they're putting money on it i mean there's a lot of marketing money and uh like just money going into the presentation of this game and the videos that accompany it every time I see it, which is kind of weird, but uh, I'm intrigued by it. I'm certainly not like dying to play it, but I did find it interesting that it is a console exclusive to PlayStation. Pretty sure it's a timed exclusive. Okay. It could be. I mean, like I said, I can't saying how much stuff is really exclusive these days. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I was kind of disappointed that it got delayed, but yeah, it looks cool. I didn't really, after watching this gameplay uh, trailer, I got a different feel for the game than I did after seeing it before. Before I thought it was like just some sort of Dishonored type shooter, but now it seems almost like a Hitman game. Like the newer Hitman games with this like Deathloop twist where almost like you're playing Hitman, but then there's a Hitman after you. Uh, and I don't know. Like, I think I'd rather just play Hitman personally. I think that is more interesting, that world. And I mean, they 
they've perfected this sort of, you know, track a person and figure out where they're going to be and then take them out silently. And I don't know. I don't know. This see, I, I not- saw it completely differently. I mean, I definitely see comparisons to Hitman in terms of the story and stuff like that. But this seemed like them kind of embracing something in between uh, Dishonored and Doom in terms of pace of gameplay. Um, it seemed very fast paced and more about like how quickly you can do these time loops or efficiently, um, which maybe is inspired by speed running stuff. I don't know. Tough. I'm all, it's all speculation at this point, but uh, yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. I was never that excited for this game, but was surprised to see exclusivity included in the announcement. Any thoughts, Sean? No, not really. I, I agree with Huck. Like the story in it was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I'm kind of intrigued as to how that turns into a game. Like it seemed like the idea is that you have to, within a certain amount of time, you have to kill all these people, but then things keep changing and they're coming after you. So, you know, you you keep not being able to do that and having to restart the loop again, which I don't know, could be annoying if you just have to keep repeating yourself it could be frustrating if things don't keep changing and evolving, but I don't know. I, it seems like a cool concept though. I'm still very intrigued. Uh, devil may cry five special edition. Not really a big deal to me. looked okay. Still haven't played it. Was had me a little more intrigued to play it again, but I don't know if that'll happen. Nope. No okay. comment. All right. Uh, <laughs> odd world, uh, soul storm which had been shown before. I think it looked a bit better this time to me in terms of leveraging next gen technology. Not, I do like the, I've always liked the world and the ideas behind odd world gameplay. I'm not as crazy about, but it's been a long time since I played one. Huck's giving the thumbs down. Go ahead, Huck. (laughs) I just, I, I don't know what the appeal of these odd world games is. I tried some of them and I don't like them at all. Okay. And I will not even. This is like a negative meter for me. <laughs> negative. This is a detractor. He actively like, dislikes I don't even, I don't this even want announcement this game on PlayStation Five. It makes him want to get an Xbox because it's it on. does. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> might 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 push me to Xbox. <laughs> Just seeing this PS Five spine on this game. All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's announced. I, I guess this game's popular. It means absolutely nothing to me in terms of negative impact. Uh, the jump scare embracement of the trailer secured that I will never play one of these games. As far as I know, they're kind of jump scare factories. Uh, no, thanks. Kieran was trying to get me to play one of these or like a, a mod version of one of these games. And I just do not get the appeal. Like it, it is literally just jump scare factories. And, you know, each character has a certain way that you have to do something to, you know, if they show up, make them go away. So you just have to remember all these different ways to disarm these people, I guess. But the thing that's weird to me is like these games have been on mobile for a long time. Like I didn't quite understand if this is some sort of big graphical upgrade to these games like it does not feel like it needs to be on a console from what i saw yeah i think it's just there because of its popularity uh in this regard i'll just say we're old we don't get five nights at freddy's we will never get (laughs) it and i don't care to i'm not in some games i'm like hmm 
I wish I could get that. Like Animal Crossing, I'm like, I want to try it. I want to get it. This game, I have no desire to get whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot of streamers kind of like made their name on this game when it first came out. And that's yeah. how it got popularity. People just like watching other people get scared, I guess, or something. So, Frank, you should probably stream this bad boy on Game Junk and get our views through the roof. Oh, yeah. But everyone's going to be so mad at me because I, I clearly am biased towards PlayStation. Even though it's not, it's <laughs> go. so obvious. See, you got to ride that. Who's, who'd want to watch this PlayStation fanboy play a game? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh,. Before I get into, to me, the biggest announcement, I'll take care of the last, or two more. Um, Unreal 4, Fortnite gameplay revealed. Just a little trailer saying it's, Fortnite would be available at launch. Certainly not a shocker to me at all. I thought what was going to be announced, and in terms of the Epic versus Apple, I would I thought they were going to cut a deal where like V-Bucks are the cheapest possible on PlayStation. So you can you can actually have the cheapest Fortnite experience on PlayStation and they would have struck a um like whatever commission PlayStation wants to drive people to play on that. I thought that would have actually been a huge announcement, but nothing like that. So um they'd probably make more people angry <laughs> uh in terms of everyone like why am I getting screwed over on other consoles and who knows where they're at with their uh, valiant fight against a- Apple these days. But um, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, of course, but uh, yeah, not a big deal to me. It's Fortnite. Why wouldn't it be on PlayStation five? Yeah. I think it's just that it like, it's a graphical enhancement or something the next gen version of Fortnite. I, I don't know how good it looks on PC on a really souped up PC, but whatever. Okay. And PlayStation plus collection announced, which, um, I don't have the list of games here. I was actually impressed with the list of games. Now they are older games, but th- to me, there are some amazing games on it. And I was debating this on mess on messages with you guys, but like, five of these games are better than anything that's ever been on game pass ever. And okay. I, so, to me, let's talk about, it. I don't think it's a big deal, that big of a deal. Like you, these games aren't that expensive. It's not a huge deal, but if you had never gotten like, let's say you were always on Xbox, right? And you're like, you're looking at these two things. You see, man, the series X and series S are complete pieces of shit. Um, but I'm an Xbox fanboy. What am I going to do? And then this, you've never played these games before. A lot of them, the exclusives. It's starting to sweeten the deal a bit to me. Like, okay, I have to admit those games are good. Even though I'm a fanboy, I'm jealous of those games. I want to play them. Even though I'll never say it, I actually think they're amazing and want to play them. Uh, So I think it's a pretty good deal if you're going to get PlayStation Plus anyway. You've never played those games. It's amazing. Yeah. So here's the... uh, I got the list of games here. It's God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet & Clank, Infamous Second Son, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Until Dawn, and Resident Evil Biohazard. 
So definitely some great games there. And I think, so when we were talking about it, I will admit, like, I feel like when the announcement happened, I was in my head thinking, okay, this is it. They're announcing, like, their version of Game Pass. And, you know, people have been talking about it in that context. I don't think that's totally fair. And I think when we were debating it, that's kind of what we were debating. And I still think Game Pass is amazing, way better than this. But I don't think that's really what this is. Like, you know, one thing that people have brought up is if you have... So we talked about the backwards compatibility thing for PS5. Now, if you have uh, the PS4 and you have games on disc and then you get the digital version of PS5, they haven't said how you can, if there's a way to play those games, Mm -hmm. like to say, hey, on on your account, you own these games so you can download them digitally on PS5. Maybe this is a way around it or something they've done as like a little stopgap solution. I'm not sure. Just to be fair, Xbox doesn't do that exactly what you said either. You still have to put the disc in the console. You don't get access to it digitally. Right. So, yeah, I don't I don't know exactly if that's the reasoning behind this, but I mean, it just seems like it's a way to at launch have more big games for, to to try and pull people in to the PS5. But, yeah, the problem is like if you have PlayStation Plus, if you have a PS4, pretty good chance you've played a lot of these games already. And for me, wasn't a needle mover, but I could see why for some people it would be. It's not a major needle mover, just I guess to me, it's just like gravy. Take everything you've got so far, pour a little gravy on that too. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. And if you've never played these, like I said, uh, it's they're all great games for the most part. Um, so the last thing I'll talk about, which to me was the most significant thing of... This one game you're going to skip over. No, well, this is the one I'm talking about, I'm assuming. Oh, sorry, never okay. mind. No, I... There's another thing, too, which we'll save for last, I guess, like the presentation. <laughs> you know what? Let's get into it next. God of War Ragnarok. Um, that's not the one I thought was the most important announcement of the show. Oh, okay. Um, again, if I'm going to criticize Nintendo for showing a Metroid Prime 4 Flash movie and never releasing anything, <laughs> I'll say that's all this is, really. It's just saying they're working on a sequel to God of War. Shocker. Uh but I mean, it is intriguing that it's coming out in 2021. Now, obviously video game release dates these days are a whole nother thing. If they stick to that release date, I will truly be impressed. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm not surprised that that was announced, but it's just a little teaser. It's nothing really. Yeah. The only, if you want to really read into it, I guess you could say that, you know, that Kratos is coming back because there was the voice of mm-hmm. Kratos there. So you know it's not his son that's like taking over yep. or whatever. And I think when I replayed God of War towards the end of the game and all throughout it, they were really alluding to Ragnarok. So I always kind of assumed that's what this game would be or some yeah. form. And Well, that's like the big thing in Norse mythology yeah. anyways. So. And I remember uh, the director, Corey Balrog or whatever, saying someone had brought him a story at first. Uh, and if he was being accurate, it was this one. And he said, no, that should be the sequel. Let's do a lead up to that as the first game. So I don't know if this was actually the one that was brought to him at some point, but they could have had ideas and story ideas already in place and building stuff for that for a while now. So the, 
the release date isn't that surprising to me. And I'm assuming they have 400 people working on it. And if they're using a lot of the same systems, it's probably mostly art assets, uh, design and motion capture stuff. So, yeah. Um, okay. So Sean, do you agree with most of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, not too much to talk about, but it's obviously exciting to just know what it is and that it's coming next year. Okay, so finally, uh, Demon Souls, which had previously been announced, it actually showed some gameplay. This was the most impressive thing I saw in the whole presentation because I've played that first Soul of Demon Souls when it came out, and everything about this looked better, uh, obviously graphically, but just the way it played. Um, it felt cinematic, but still a game and the lighting, uh, fog, all this stuff, the atmosphere and technology in this little gameplay demo blew me away. And obviously I've come to love Sekiro and have a new appreciation for these style of games. So I am extremely excited, uh, by what I saw here and what wasn't revealed in the show, but afterwards, this is available at launch this is a launch title which to me is a needle mover and uh a pretty big deal and i wasn't expecting much from this remake to be perfectly honest in terms of graphical fidelity i'll say it i was blown away by what i saw at this thing and i out of all the stuff i've seen next gen that's going to come out in the next seven months or so eight months ratchet and clank is probably close to this but i think at this point i'm more excited for this game the lighting in particular was so impressive yeah i actually wasn't sure if it was cg or real time i i couldn't really tell that's how good it looked and the animations were super slick oh yeah um like all the deaths like those animated deaths and the camera that followed it like when he i think he put a, a sword to someone in the ground as a finisher the camera movement on that was fucking insane. Yeah. It looked incredible. Yeah, and the only thing that was suspect to me was that there was no HUD. Now, obviously, they can remove yes, the HUD I agree. for the trailer if it's gameplay, but that I was like, I don't know. This looks way too good. And I, too I'm good. with you, Huck, a bit here. There is this gameplay like it looked it looked too fluid and i assumed it was uh two situation yeah but just yeah let let me qualify what i'm saying if that is gameplay legit captured on a ps5 i was very impressed yeah yeah i mean kind of what you were saying about um what was the other one you were talking about that you said looked a little too fluid a little too Uh, call of call of duty Duty. yeah that thought definitely crossed my mind but i mean i am not familiar with these games at all i mean it looked interesting and i i i feel like i i do want to try these one of these days i know they're not really for me and i'll probably get frustrated immediately and never want to play it again but i'm curious certainly these games have been highly influential and you know have design ideas from these games have been used in a lot of games over the past decade so i will I w- say it did did make me almost pull out this bad boy <laughs> I was holding up Dark Souls. I got to say, I'm looking at screenshots on the PlayStation blog that were released on the same day. They're not nearly as impressive as what I saw in there. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. So I I don't know. There might be some smoke and mirrors here, to be perfectly honest. And I haven't done that much research after the fact. So 
I might have been fooled. We might have a hoverboard situation here, and uh, <laughs> I am truly embarrassed if that's the case. Uh, I mean, it's being I, I labeled as official gameplay video on. Let me send site, you this so. link though, and just look at the screenshots, and like it's definitely not a needle mover. If I'm looking at just these screenshots, but the video was insane. It, it like blew me away. Yeah, I'm looking at that. There's only like three screenshots, yeah. right? And they look not that impressive. Yeah. Like any yeah. captured screenshot from that video would have been more impressive than this. Yeah, there was there was especially one where there was like that big fat enemy where the lighting was just insane. Like I remember looking like you could see the darkness kind of like around his body and stuff. And it it just looked so impressive, but well, I guess there's still a little uh, that remains to be seen with regards to this game. Uh, but, yeah, I'm pumped. I am truly pumped. And I I don't think I've been this excited for a console launch. Lunch? Console lunch? <laughs> I'm going to have a, a console. Uh, probably, I'm trying to think. I think it would have been... Uh, Nintendo 64 was the last time I was this excited. Wow. That's, That's huge. pretty excited. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm obviously going to say, you know, I'd give this whole presentation A-, minus, something like that, in terms of uh, getting me excited. I will say I stand by my statements that I made eight months ago, seven months ago, it is over. I'm not saying both can't coexist, but it's, again, not even close, in my opinion. I've heard no one... Uh, let, let's say we're even judging it on casual gamers. I have a lot of friends that are casual gamers, and they'll text me and say, what should I buy? What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. I've had several people text me about the PlayStation 5. No one's mentioned Oh, how do I get well, my head? What, what's the story with pre-orders on the Series X and Series S? Not a peep. Well, the biggest thing is the naming convention for Microsoft's consoles is so, like, it's so not intuitive that, like, it, it just makes sense to get the PS5. It's straightforward. Like, okay, I know that is the next-gen console. Like, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, Xbox One S, <laughs> Xbox One, Xbox Series S. Like, what the hell? Let me rephrase like, my number. You're getting. Let me recalibrate my numbers. I said eighty twenty before. Let me switch to ninety ten. <laughs> I, I actually forgot about that. Very good point, Huck. Yeah, I saw some people actively making fun of that stuff, like the comedian Paul F. Tompkins, who I don't know if he's a gamer or not, but he tweeted out. I think when they announced that the series s would not have the one x enhancements <laughs> whatever the the the, yes. the line was for that was just like so confusing <laughs> and he was like hmm, makes perfect sense but don't worry <laughs> we'll let you know when ours are available for pre-order wink what a joke <laughs> <laughs> anyway i i don't care i'm gonna buy the 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 series x anyway i can't even say it right at this point so whatever not even close we're good to go um you want to get into what we played was there anything else we needed to cover well there's there was actually quite a bit of news i could just go over it super fast uh nintendo had a mini direct they announced two monster hunter games a fitness boxing game disgaea 6 
and then a bunch of other games that have come from other consoles. So I know those Monster Hunter games are huge, especially in Japan. So I'm sure those are big gets. They were both, I believe both of them were Switch exclusives. So those are both kind of big gets. And I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter World did not start on the Switch either. And I don't know if these will eventually go other places, but so those were some big announcements. And then, I don't know, does anyone want to comment on any of that stuff? Absolutely not. No, I mean, I haven't played any Monster Hunter games, but I've heard that they're pretty fun multiplayer experiences, so I've always been a little curious, but they, they're they definitely outside my realm of knowledge at this point. Yeah. Then there's two other things. One I forgot to mention pre-show, but uh, Oculus Quest 2 got announced which the main selling factor is that it's a higher resolution, lower cost than the original Quest. And the Quest, for anyone that doesn't know, is a VR headset that doesn't require a computer. It's a standalone box. No, no sensors you need to place around your world, uh, around your room. It no basically has built-in cameras. Yeah, there's nothing. It's literally just the headset and the controllers. It senses everything in the world so you don't bump into every, anything. It has like four front-facing cameras and then a bunch of like internal stuff to track everything. So it's really easy and it's only it's only going to be 299 US whereas the original Oculus Quest was 399 US and the resolution is higher. I'm looking at some stats the frame rate that it can reach is not as high as some like the Valve Index for instance which is the higher end uh, but it weighs less than every other VR headset that I could tell out there. And um, it's got a little more memory, a little more RAM. So it seems to be like a really nice option for VR at a, at a very affordable price. Lightweight, improved technology. Now is the perfect time to get your virtual reality porn device. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like that's what this is, right? Are, are we even pretending that's not what this is about? So, uh, I mean... It, it's a pretty good deal. I, I hadn't heard about it and looked it up before the show and it's, it seems pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and the other last thing was I, we didn't mention it last week, but Nvidia had a big announcement and they announced their new graphics cards. I think it's like the 3080, no 3070, 30, 3070, 3080, 3090. I think the 3080 is the one everyone is kind of excited for. Yeah. So that one is like a crazy leap and it's cheap. Yeah, the 3080 sold out pretty much everywhere online in the U.S. right now. Yeah, and instantly. And so that is a big graphical jump. I was watching some Digital Foundry stuff, and they were saying they haven't seen like a, a leap like this. Where I th- So normally what NVIDIA does is they come out with the high-end model, and then they come out with a model called the TI like six months later, which is essentially like a souped-up version. And they were saying normally the TI still is better from the previous year is still better than like the 80 level of the next year. But this year the 80 level is better even than the TI from last year. So it is quite a jump Hmm. in performance. And they were saying like, this is some pretty incredible stuff, especially if you're doing like 4k gaming and things like that. So um, yeah, to me, that's a bigger one. That's a bigger deal than, for Xbox than any of Xbox's announcements. Like if like in terms of their game pass stuff, having great new video cards, maybe they're like counting on that a bit as well, but there's definitely a huge demand for that. Uh, 
probably comparable to the PlayStation 5. So that is a yeah. pretty big deal. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know a lot about PC stuff, but I'm pretty sure they had been pretty stagnant with video cards for quite some time. Like no yes. new ones had been announced for a long time. So the huge upgrade definitely makes sense. And I believe there was shortages on, uh, yeah. on video cards for quite some them, time. But I don't think that, I don't think it was, uh, that they were far apart. I think it was just the shortages. And I think they were play, uh, blaming that on Bitcoin miners. Yeah, there was a whole thing with that, I remember. But no, I'm yeah. just saying because they haven't made a new video card in so long, I'm assuming the leap is a bit bigger than it usually is when they have more frequent. Well, I think it's the same pace. Oh, really? I think the oh, video okay. cards have been coming out at the same pace, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I don't, I don't think that's changed. I, I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's been pretty standard. All right, yeah, that's that's definitely a big deal for sure in games right now. Even though I'm not so, a PC and I think gamer. essentially those cards are what's going to be in, like all the next gen, uh, you know, boxes. Maybe time to upgrade the Alienware. I don't know. <laughs> Do not waste your money. <laughs> yeah, well, I think even that mid- middle tier card is like eight hundred bucks US, so it's not yeah. like a cheap investment. <laughs> and I and I believe it it draws a lot of power, which means you'll probably also have to upgrade your power supply. Yeah. And probably your fans, and then add a liquid cooling. And <laughs> sorry, Huck, do you know how much else. the the 1080 is? This looks like 699 here. 1080 or 3080? 3080. Pardon me, sorry. I thought it was 699 US. Okay, all right. That's I, I think that's what I'm seeing too. So I gotta ask. Let's. You got disposable cash. Let's go back to the beginning of the show. Put them in order. You you're at a shelf. You can buy a. It's 3080, an Xbox One Series X, or a PlayStation 5, let's say on November 12th, which one would you buy? And be honest. Hmm. I would probably buy, to be honest, a Series X. <laughs> you were just trying to get my PlayStation pre-order before the show. <laughs> you put me in this hot spot here. But this I'll tell good. you the I reason why. This. I'll tell you the reason why. So I get if I get the ten, uh, if I get the thirty eighty, I'm wasting it because I don't have a four K monitor. So then I have to buy a four K monitor. Like I said, I probably don't have a good enough power supply. I have to buy another power supply. So I'm looking at really like two to three thousand dollars expense for that. Let's let's negate yes. let's negate that. Let's say your PC whatever you have could support that card. Then I still have to get a 4K monitor. No, no, you have that. Let's let's ignore oh, okay. the, that stuff. Then I'd get it. I would get that. Okay, all right. If I had everything else set up to have a 4K gaming experience, I would get that card. Okay. Because I have Game Pass. So, and that's why I would get the Series X is because I have all these Game Pass games that will automatically upris to 4K and be the newest version when I buy the Series X. I don't have to buy a single Series X game, and I can still enjoy 4K gaming. Whereas with the, the PS4, I don't have PlayStation Plus, though obviously I could buy it. Uh, and I wouldn't have any launch games that play 4K games, right? Or does PS Pro output to 4K? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does? Okay. Uh, PS4 Pro, I meant to say. Yeah, I know. So maybe I would have some 4K games on PlayStation, but I would think I would have more of a 4K experience with a Series X if... But if I did have my computer, obviously that would where I would go. Just want to put out there, 4K experience is overrated in gaming. 
just going to put it out. Well, I haven't experienced it. Though, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean? I mean, I already got it. The PS5 is okay. what I want. That's the correct answer. Uh, and, <laughs> correct. Uh, I mean, it's obvious which one <laughs> I'm I like, I'm actually excited about the, a lot of the launch titles for the, for the PlayStation. But, you know, the only thing I was trying to argue is just that I think there are a lot of people out there that the Xbox makes a lot of sense for. Okay. Let's see where the they... The correct answer to Sean is no, right? Okay. <laughs> we'll see where the, everyone stands <laughs> in, in... Or we'll look at the numbers two years from now or a year from now. And <laughs> I'm not saying the numbers won't be more, just like what Sean is saying. I'm just saying, like, Xbox is not going to sell, like, sub-a-million consoles. <laughs> no? no well, I'm, I, you think they're going to sell sub-a-million? Probably not, but... I, I no, no, they're idea. not. They're going to sell more than a million. Probably because they have to get stuff for their kids for Christmas and they can't get a PlayStation 5. So hey, I guess I got to buy this piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into what we played. We're running long. I'm just going to tease something. I'm not going to get into it, but you guys can go first. I played well, nothing. <laughs> I, so I got something to mention that, uh, you know, kind of ties into Xbox. Project X Cloud officially launched mm. with Game Pass. I did try this, this as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I tried it out with my my old work Android phone. And I, and I had tried it before. And I don't know, like it, it worked, but I, I, I don't know. There was, I, I found it, it did get choppy at points. I wasn't quite sure if it was my internet connection or what. But I tried it again this week, and it was pretty smooth, pretty impressive. Like I, so I, I beat Carrion, and I was switching back and forth between playing it on the phone on xCloud and then jumping over to the Xbox One S, and you know the the cloud just immediately syncs it. You pick up where you left off. Nothing to worry Super about handy. there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was pretty impressed. It really worked quite well. The only issue I had... So I was using like a uh, an Xbox One controller with the clip and the phone. And my controller, I, I don't know, for some reason, I had to keep re-syncing the Bluetooth. I couldn't just turn it on. And obviously, this is an issue with my phone. It's not nothing to do with xCloud. But that was the only annoying thing is every time I would put it down and then pick it up later, I would, it would be like a couple minutes to get everything connected and working. But once they were, it was pretty seamless sean can i suggest a title for this uh episode on the website sure sean's x cloud debacle (laughs) (laughs) i think it's uh gonna be ps5 pre-order debacle already uh (laughs) do not do not do that (laughs) i will go in and edit i don't i don't know there's gonna be real trouble if you do that i will not allow us to use bullshit clickbait headlines like that it is not a debacle at all if you want you can call it insane demand for playstation 5 (laughs) i'd be fine with that what about ps5 wins console war that i like (laughs) (laughs) no just Uh, playstation 5 launch announcement sounds about right sure uh but so just to talk about carrying a little bit so i mean we had talked about over the past couple episodes, but I really liked this game. And, uh, I mean, it was a good length. I found, I I thought that the powers that you get as you go throughout the game, I mean, you start off feeling powerful and, and kind of being able to 
rip people apart pretty quickly and they keep building on that. They, they do introduce things that are harder and a bit of a challenge, but then they give you new powers that feel even more cool and powerful. So there was a good progression there. There were a couple little things that I was like, eh, I don't know if that, I feel like it could have been done a little better. Like I, I felt like the, I don't know how far you guys are in the game, but there's the whole thing of you can shrink and grow in size. Like you grow in size sort of throughout the game, mm-hmm. but then there's certain puzzle things where you have to drop. Yeah. Deposit your, your biological mass. Yeah. Right. And I just felt like they never really explained that. And I, I was really confused at first, just that the powers change depending on how big you are. But once you kind of understand that and which powers go with which size, there's some pretty neat puzzles with that. And uh, so I, I thought that was pretty good. And then um, there was, so we talked about the map thing. And for the most part, wasn't an issue. I thought, you know, you complete an area and you pretty much end up mm-hmm. right where you need to go to get into the next area. And there's not a lot of backtracking unless you want to, there's a bunch of canisters you can get at the end if you want to collect everything, but I didn't do that. But there was one point in the game where I, for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, thought for sure I had screwed myself and somehow locked myself out of the next uh, door to the next level because I just could not find it or find the switch that I needed to hit. Uh, so eventually I figured it out. But like I, for a while there, I thought, oh, this is, I'm done. I got to start over from scratch. And I was kind of pissed. <laughs> so. Uh, maybe a map would have helped there or some sort of indicator like, hey, dummy, this is where you need to go. Uh, I just find but, myself getting confused with, with which gate is the previous area and which one is the next area and like the signs above it. I mm-hmm. think it's actually the data for the place you would enter if you go in there versus the one you're in. And I just yes. think that stuff could have been handled a lot better. Yeah, I agree. There's, so there's like sort of a hub world that all the other ones you, you go back to and then you go in like it just could have been labeled a little better or mm-hmm. something to make that more obvious. But, um, you know, other than that, I, I thought it was great. It's definitely worth playing through. It's not too long, maybe five hours, something like that. I, I'll just want to jump in here. I also tried the, now I didn't try it when it was in the game pass app. I still tried it when it was in the Xbox streaming beta app, but I, we had bought a new, a somewhat new tablet, uh, for school, for my son and I tried it on there just in its stand with an Xbox controller and I tried Shadow of the Tomb Raider I wanted to kind of like see how it would handle a more fast paced game and it held held up surprisingly well Uh, so I have pretty fast internet so that probably helped but I know when I tried PS Now like five years ago action games were unplayable I tried God of War and and I it stuttered so badly I couldn't even play. But this was very smooth. There was only a few times where I felt like the player input lagged a bit, and so I was very impressed. I wasn't even on like a five G connection or anything. It was just a regular, you know, lower end Wi Fi connection, and it still was getting. It was still really good, running really well. So I was impressed with it, and it's definitely a solid option, and it makes that whole like ecosystem that microsoft's about where you can basically i can play on my computer i can jump over to my xbox one i can play on my phone and i'm instantly where i was there's no worried about manually you know switching to cloud saves or anything like that i don't have to do any of that stuff it just comes over just magically works right it's great 
It is amazing technology. It's the perfect technology for playing the most average and subpar games of the next generation. Uh, so <laughs> there, I, I would love to be proven wrong about available. that statement, by the way. I, I hope the games are good. I don't refuse to play good games on other consoles. I just not a lot moving the needle over on that amazing ecosystem. I don't know how you can say that. I mean, there's a lot of games in there. Maybe you've played a lot of the good ones, but... Anyway, there's 175 games now available on the cloud service. So, I mean, I I don't know. I assume you could just not have an Xbox console, just have an Android phone and sign up for Game Pass and start playing these, right? Yeah, I think so. There are, I mean, there are obviously like some console exclusive games that are only on the console. And I think there's probably some PC exclusive ones that are only on PC, like Flight Simulator. Right. Uh, But... Yeah, and I don't think all of those are on the streaming. It's not every game on the streaming, so right. It's not. But all the I'm, same I'm wondering if Microsoft is going to put out some sort of handheld thing at some point for this. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I know there's like Razer just put out this uh, controller thing that basically looks like the Switch. You just pop your phone right in the middle, and it's it's like you've got a Switch basically so do they need to though well, yeah wouldn't that I mean, like go against their entire strategy to. like the idea would be the device has been commoditized by anything with an internet connection and yeah, didn't I we guess just that's true everybody's it, got an android phone so and didn't we literally talk about uh i think frank brought up that he speculated that they were going to announce that xbox game passes on the switch i'm gonna i, so I was just about to bring just it up backdoor your your way into not needing any hardware at all Mm-hmm. and be on the most popular, the real most popular console. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll get into that next then. So, uh, you know, a lot of talk about this obsession with platinum trophies, all this stuff. I get it. Uh, I'm fine with it. And for the record, if I do continue to play games, or when I continue to play games on PlayStation, I will use a trophy guide. I have no problems using trophy guides. This is not a response to uh, people complaining about me using trophy guides. Don't care. Love them. Uh, But I figured, you know what? I got to switch it up. I got to break it up. This obsession with platinum trophies, among other things, I need a break. I got to switch it up. So we'll see how long this lasts. We're running late, so I'm not going to get into it too much. But I'm going to try to immerse myself in the world of Nintendo until the PlayStation 5 launches. (laughs) So I'm looking at a lot of Switch games to try. I've currently gone back and restarted Breath of the Wild. I'm probably about eight hours in or something like that. Still have a lot of issues, but I I do like the game. Don't get me wrong, but 10 out of 10 masterpiece status for this game is absolutely insane. Uh, Anyway... Well, we'll get into it. Um, I'm with Frank. I'm with Frank. That is not to say it is not a great game by any means, but people who defend everything about this game, it just, again, blows my mind. The incredulity uh, is making my head explode. But anyway, playing that, also got the 3D uh, Mario All-Stars, been playing a bit of Mario 64, got about 15 stars in that today. Um, And the... H like the fact that it's HD, like it lo- looks amazing for how old it is. Like those games look really good in HD. So uh, been enjoying that. Debating getting into Animal Crossing. Um, 
Fire Emblems, Xeno mm-hmm. Blade, and even Pokemon Xeno a bit. Xeno Blade. Yeah. Get out of here. And uh, <laughs> what was the other one I'm debating buying? Um, can't remember. Did I say Astral Chain? No. Astral no, Chain. You should try that game. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 80 bucks is the one thing. Like, these games yeah. never go on sale. Check your, it, check your yeah. library. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> and uh, I, I might even, I haven't decided yet, I'm really intrigued by this Hades game that came out today by the people, Supergiant Games, I think. Is that right? Yeah, uh, don't that, get it on Switch, though. It's only available on Switch and PC. Yeah, get it on PC, then. No, nah, I'd buy Switch over PC. But, again, so pissed that it's not on PlayStation 4. But you know what? I'm going to get over it. I'm not. I, I'm gonna get over these weird hang-ups. I it might will just, be. I'm, just be patient. Yeah, I might just buy it. You know what? I'm gonna switch phase until November twelfth. I might pick it up and try it out before next week. I'm hearing great things. You didn't, and just you didn't say Pokemon, bud. Oh, that was the other one. I am considering Pokemon Sword or, or Shield. Uh, uh, and have you played Crosscode more? No, no, that's not gonna happen. Um, I, I do want to play it. Don't get me wrong. I was really liking what I was playing, but entering a Nintendo phase for the next two months is the plan. Now it might change. I, I'm don't uh, roast me if I change my mind, but I'm trying to commit to that. Trying to break away from this struggle with trophies. It's been a while since I've played some Nintendo stuff. Switching it up, switching it up a bit, literally. Pardon the pun. I did not even intend. <laughs> I didn't even intend that. I swear to God. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm going into a switch phase too, Frank, because I I also got the uh, Mario 3D All Stars, and I've been going back to Paper Mario as well. So what do you think of that game? That one is a bit on my list too. It's become a bit of a grind. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> There's stuff I like about it, but. It, I don't know. The first, you know, eight hours I was into it, and then it just, I don't know, it hasn't really progressed. Nothing changes in terms of combat or anything like that. So it's a little, feeling a little stale, but, you know, it's a good game to grind away while you're watching something on TV or something, you know? I hear you. That's why we play games. Uh, I'm going to go into a no games at all phase. So uh, <laughs> enjoy, boys. Nice. I if anyone if any listeners have recommendations for exclusive Switch games that I should play, don't recommend anything that's on other consoles. Uh, I'm intrigued, and you, you kind of uh, Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. I have that. I should get into that again, and I'm gonna try to dabble a bit more. Where over the summer, I just like I would start a game and just like play it nonstop until I platinumed it. I'm going to try bouncing back and forth between just take a whole new approach on games for a few months and see where I end up. So, uh, for all those people nice. saying I'm a PlayStation fanboy, insane person. Uh, I'm not, I'm switching it up for a while and, uh, I have no allegiances whatsoever. Just want to play games that I like. Can I, can I just say that this whole bouncing around uh, state you're in is perfect for a library card. You just go, you put stuff on hold, whatever comes in, you got right there. Yeah, I might just buy six games tonight for 80 bucks a pop. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Or you can, or you can blow 600 bucks. It's up to you. It might happen. It legit <laughs> might happen tonight. Uh, <laughs> and I might play them each for 40 minutes, but that's every Switch game I've ever bought. So worst case, I'm 
right back where I started. Uh, anyway, let's wrap this thing up. I'm not even going to get into plugs this week. Uh, uh, maybe I should. YouTube.com uh, forward slash Game Junk podcast. No. Just Game Junk. <laughs> I can never get this right. <laughs> the only, is this the, a host job? Is, like, what kind of a host am I? Oh, no. Is it Game Junk podcast? I don't remember now. Not for YouTube. I can't remember. I, I, I'm going to try and get them it's all just, consistent if I can. I think it's Game just Junk- Twitter, Twitter, and the website. You got that one gamejunkpodcast.com I think yeah right Which, I don't even know if you update that anymore uh, F- no it just redirects to the film junk category oh. film junk on twitter my angry commute and equilibrium sis on twitter uh, comment with some switch recommendations that I will probably ignore but I am curious you know what I like you know my favorite games uh, if there's anything I'm missing out on let me know alright well this got heated I hope I didn't offend anyone or I, I hope I didn't, you know, push it too far with some of this stuff. Sean and Andrew, I apologize if, uh, you know, never, I came I'm at you too, too hard. I'm done. I'm done with game junk. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, uh, we'll be back next week to really talk about PlayStation five and tenant for an hour. So, <laughs> <laughs> Let imagine if they announced the tenant other game debacles for what about exclusive 4K Blu-rays <laughs> tenant exclusive to PlayStation 5? How amazing would that be? Like region or system locked 4Ks? Anyway, that'll never system happen. I, when is the uh, Xbox pre-order date? By the way, don't worry, I don't know because they haven't let me oh, know. It's September 22nd. 22nd. So next week yeah. we'll be discussing their pre-order debacle next week. Then excellent. The debacle is we they're on sale twenty dollars off. Nobody wants these things. Anyway, uh thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.